Hi, my name is Israel Zapp. I am the lead representative of the Our God Will Save Us organization, and I want to welcome you guys to this episode of Ambition. Um, I want to, I know I leave this in the description um, below, but uh, I want to start introducing um, our podcast this way because um, this podcast is not a Christian podcast. This podcast is a podcast. <laughs> Jose, stop making jokes. I hate you. Uh, try to be serious. I can't see Jose. It might be a good thing. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. So this uh, this is a podcast whose uh, host is Christian um, and whose world does revolve around Jesus, whose center is Jesus. But this podcast is going to show how a Jesus person could talk about topics, whether it be politics, whether it be creativity, whether it be um, social justice, social injustice, uh, whether it be city or state uh, things. We can talk about anything and everything on this podcast, and um, it's going to be fun. So uh, viewer discretion is advised. Uh, the views that are shared on this podcast, they do not reflect any organization that uh, I or the guest may be a part of at the time of this recording. They are solely our own views. So uh put your comments your questions your concerns or complaints because i want all the smoke <laughs> so it's gonna be fun email me at ogwsuofg at gmail.com if you have any questions matter of fact let's try a new thing if you do want to ask a question that will be on the next podcast after this video um i might answer it email me it'll be sick <clears throat> so yeah, that's a cool intro. As of today, I have a guest. He's a dear friend of mine. Super awesome dude. He's a creative in his church. He does super cool weddings. He does super cool concerts, conferences. I met up with him one time at a coffee shop, and I'm like, bro, he's not just a creative, but he's actually a real human being who loves God, loves life, loves art, and he loves coffee, which is sick. If you love <laughs> coffee, I don't have a problem with you. Please welcome my guest, Timothy Joel. Thanks, man, for having me. Um, again, thank you guys, Jose. I know Jose does a lot of work behind the scenes, so I want to give him a shout out. It's not easy to put these <coughs> podcasts together. Heavens no. We both know that <laughs> as far as talking about them and actually making them. So shout out to you guys for actually doing it, man. It, I think this is amazing. Amazing and then some. Dude, thank you so much. Um, Jose does literally a lot of the groundwork. Um, You're just the pretty face behind it. <laughs> Jose, he really Jose is. Does, let's be real. Jose does a lot. He does a lot. You know, I actually had a fly from work um, driving uh, over an hour, and then he's like, hey, don't forget your laptop and your charger. And that's all I had to worry about. <laughs> and you my, still almost forgot it. <laughs> and I almost forgot my charger. I'm like, yee. And then I'm like, like, thanks, Dad. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, can I make a call? Um, but yeah, shout out to Jose. Um, his Instagram will be down below um we're also going to plug his website too that i think is almost finished or that he's working on so if you have any hire this man dude he hire is... this man for bless him because he's blessing all y'all <laughs> seriously this content wouldn't be here without him um but without further ado tim i'm so glad to have you here um <clears throat> we've uh we've connected a couple times you're awesome your content is awesome you started out uh, as far as what I can remember, maybe you can uh, trail me back even further into your journey in creativity. But when I first found your content, you were you started off making um, solely church videos. Yeah. And now you're doing not 
just church videos, but now you're doing wedding videos, you're doing short films, all these different things as far as culture and everything. You're creating a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I just seen on your Instagram that you had like what eighty or ninety thousand people on a view on for one of your videos. Uh yeah, bro, for it actually it wasn't one of mine. Okay. But it was one of uh shout out to Alexis. Dang, he's humble on here. Yeah. Let's go. Shout out to Alexis. <laughs> Bro, uh, literally most of the content you see on our seat, video content is is literally me or her. And uh, bro, that video went crazy out of nowhere. Wow. I remember I was in, uh, it would happen here recently. I was in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know why I still have the church notifications on. I always tell myself, hey, let's turn them off because it can get a little much. Yeah. But bro, like, I remember I woke up and my phone, like, it looked like a, a TV, like a movie, sh like a movie, because it just kept going. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like, you got this many views, this many likes. And I think we grew 100 followers within wow. like eight hours. Dude, that's so good. Yeah, so, <laughs> so good. she made it. It was a little, uh, it was a little real. I don't know if you guys are familiar with mm -hmm. those uh, Instagram. It's, yeah, Instagram. It's Instagram's little fake TikTok. Yeah, that's but, what I was gonna call but it. But bro, they're for some reason at this moment they're like boosting them in the algorithm. Wow. And so I feel like, of course, it's a great video, but I think Instagram saw that it was just picking up steam. I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And bro, it just took it to another level. And um, like I said, she shot that, she edited that, and most of the video content, if not all, is me or her. She's like up and coming. Well, she's not really up and coming. She's here. Like she's oh, only wow. seventeen. Yeah. She edits everything. She has a great eye. And we were talking about this earlier. You can't teach creativity. No. So I taught her a little bit about like editing, mm -hmm. and then she just kind of did everything else. So having someone like that on your team is just a blessing, and then some. Dude, that's so powerful. How you can. It's crazy how you can have multiple people who are creative, but you don't get in her way. Yeah. And she doesn't get in yours. You guys are able to be like, all right, this is what I'm doing with it. This is how I'm shooting. This is how I'm editing. And then you guys support each other. Yeah. Talk to me about how you keep a culture of healthy creativity and not, okay, I'm in competition with you where I want to sabotage you. Yeah, um, that can get really toxic, as I mean, I'm sure you know, mm -hmm. as competition, because mm -hmm. I feel like that's so heavy, not just in church culture, culture, but in church media, right? Like competition, you see a, a certain church's video go viral, or a certain someone's video go viral. And you're just like, man, like, hmm, okay, like, let me see if I can do that. Mm -hmm. But with us, I mean, she's like my little sister. So mm -hmm. it's like, we already have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that helps me with that is just being open with her as far as, hey, I like what you did here, mm -hmm. but let's fix this and let's get better. Wow. Like, let's celebrate the win. When her video went like that, I mean, it could be so easy to be like, oh, I wish that was my video. Wow. I wish that was my, but I was like so more true. excited for her, genuinely more excited for her because like it's she's that just does so much for someone like her mm -hmm. seeing a video like that of hers travel that far right i mean i know she enjoyed it and you celebrate those wins bro oh dude you hiking. celebrate those wins because they don't come often <clears throat> you know not many people are going to get 60k view on a video mm -hmm. and when you do you celebrate that so i think that's just a part of uh, the culture that i try to set at the church is like we got to celebrate all our wins together, mm -hmm. not just my wins, Alexis wins and everyone's wins. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, that's the main key. And the fact that you guys are starting that culture early. Yeah. Rather than like 
10 years down the road <laughs> when you guys have like a fully developed team with multi-million dollar equipment i'm not saying you guys' equipment is cheap but no, yeah i know what you mean you know it's like you you guys are starting this within the baby stages of your creative you know social media platform yeah you know you guys are popping off with 60,000 70,000 x amount thousands of on your instagram videos or reels and all these different things you guys are owning the social media space right now i wouldn't say that <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to i'll say that. <laughs> all right i wouldn't you say guys that. are you guys are cuz the thing is i don't see and correct me if i'm wrong but i don't see as many movements hopping on um, from at least our local sphere of communities, um, hopping on the wave as you guys did. Yeah. All right. Um, I know my team hasn't hopped on that wave completely yet. Yeah. Um, they're doing because they're going a different direction. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would argue to say your guys' wave is live stream. Yeah. The best, most definitely. One of the best live streams I've ever seen. Oh yeah. You guys kill it every week. So I think that just goes to say every church has their own wave. Right. And every com every creative community has, you know, thing different things they're going to key in on. Mm -hmm. And bro, like uh I'm a huge like a uh, giver of like compliments and so for me to say that is because she was the one that's like, "Hey, let's do reels." Wow. And okay. bro, wow. honestly when she said that, like TikTok when she said that TikTok was already like that was it, you know. Everyone had TikTok. Mm -hmm. That was like at the height of TikTok. And mm -hmm. I was like, when she's told me about reels, I'm like, I wanted to say no. I really did. Like inner me was like, bro, that's dumb. Tell her no. But I was like, you know what? Just give her a shot. Mm -hmm. Let's give give it a shot and let's wow. see what happens. And the first video she posted of a reel, thing got like 10k. And none of our v videos have ever been touched close to that. I think one of our, I think my biggest video on our page was the missions recap from last year, and it got like 3k. Mm -hmm. So to to get a video like that under 15 seconds, 10k, off of her just saying, "Hey, let's try it," and we tried it, and now, bro, it's just something that, uh, like every week now we have to do one because like pastors saw saw the results, like y'all better get it, you know, like type of thing. Wow. So the fact that she was the one to to ask about it, and I feel like I find like joy in the fact that she's not afraid to ask or suggest mm -hmm. things because mm -hmm. some leaders that I've served under. And I'm sure you guys have too. You just feel like you're like I don't know. Like I don't want. I'm not. I don't feel open enough to to like ask them questions or ask them. Hey, should we do this differently? Because you feel like you're going to get your head bit off. So yeah. <laughs> I've been there a little bit once or yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, I think, and I think, and not to say that about bad about any person. I think that everyone that served in the church, whether it's creative, whether it's ushering, whether it's preaching. We've all felt that way before mm -hmm. of like being afraid to ask our leader if we could do something different or try something different. And uh, I can't even take the credit for saying yes, even though I did. I was just like, just give her a shot and let's see. And here we are. <laughs> Dude, you're such a you're such a humble human. No, I love bro, it so much. I... No, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's because here's the thing. A lot of people, when you get to a, um, a rate of success, it is hard for a lot of people to start. Uh, keeping a level head on their shoulders yeah you know you don't meet a lot of successful people who are truly humble yeah you know this isn't a facade that you're putting on but this is actually who you are as a person yeah and when you get to meet somebody who's so holistically humble and it's not like hey look at me i have x amount of followers or i have x amount of dollars in my bank account or all these different things this is what i create don't you know who i am it's like it's um how do i put it it's refreshing mm -hmm. to actually be like dude you're actually very chill and makes me want to be around you more. Yeah. You know, I want to go back to how um, your first video 
um, one not yours but hers for the church uh, gram. It broke 10k, yeah. um, which is it. Lit- it blew my mind while you were talking. I'm like 10,000 first video. That's huge. Yeah, <laughs> all right, that's huge. You guys are breaking barriers um, in the creative space, doing things that not a lot of groups were doing before. And like we've mentioned, you know, everybody has their own thing and they stick with it. So in my personal opinion, this is going to sound kind of provocative, maybe a little mean, but some people need to find a new thing. (laughs) All right. um, I don't disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you guys have found your thing. Yeah. We really have. And, and you guys are sticking with, with it and making your thing better. Mm-hmm. You know, there are churches in the San Francisco area that you guys have influence over within that same space mm-hmm. of videography. And um, there was a church um, that you might know them. Um, they invited me to go teach a session in photography. Mm-hmm. And then I did. They replicated what I did, which is I'm like, wow, super awesome. I feel like your guys' parents, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know if you guys feel that same way when other people mimic you and imitate you. But talk to me about how it feels to, I guess, break barriers, uh, barriers within the creative social media community, especially when it comes to church. Yeah, because it feels like in that community, in that space, it feels like everything's been done before. And things can get tired fast. Mm -hmm. So uh, what it feels like to break those barriers, I feel like we've broken a little one, but there's so much more, not just for us, but for you guys, for churches in SF, for churches all over California, across the nation. So there's little barriers that we break down, that we've broken down, Mm -hmm. but I feel like, bro, like the sky's the limit. And one of my big mentalities is like, why not us? Not wow. just like, why not us, me and you? Why not us, my church? Why not us, your church? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like why not us? Like, we can do so much, yeah. but sometimes we put ourselves in this box, but our God can't fit in the box. Wow. So we just got to be able to push those boundaries and those barriers even more because God is just poising not only our, our little valley out here, but all of California for huge revival, mm-hmm. for huge on-fire type of revival. And I feel like right now, like I'm just like like blessed to be alive. Like I'm just excited to be here in this moment. Yeah. So I feel like there's little barriers we've broken down for sure, mm-hmm. and that's not to brag on us or anything. But there's still a lot more to do. As you guys are pioneering in this space, um, I wanted to center this a little bit more around you, mm-hmm. um, because first of all, I love what your team has done. Okay, mm-hmm. um, appreciate it. You guys are seriously, uh, you know, I talk to him about it all the time. You know, I'm like, dude, they're just they're getting better every post Mm -hmm. and they're getting better every time I see them. Like, first of all, I'm a big fan of you guys' music. All right. You guys make gospel cool. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Seriously. Um, I'm trying to get, uh, um, a couple people on here too, that I'm like, yo, let's make gospel great again. (laughs) You know, know, still a slogan. Um, no, but I, I love your guys' music. I love your guys' production. I love your guys' uh, you know, social media and your creativity from pictures to videos and all these different aspects. Yeah. But where did it start with you? Okay. Well, uh, backtracking to our music, shout out to Tim Montez, Matt Gary. I grew up knowing Tim and Danny, (laughs) Aaron Amador, everyone who serves, bro. They're, they're just, it's so easy to get those clips because they just make the atmosphere so open with their worship. So good. Yeah, they do. So, um, it really couldn't be possible without them. And I know the first thing they're going to do is give that credit to God, but they're blessed musicians, blessed worship leaders, 
um, like I said, it they make the environment so open and freeing, which allows right. us to do what we do. And you guys know as good as anyone, when it's flowing like that, when Britney's killing it, mm-hmm. like the content shoots itself. Dude. <laughs> I mean, there's Seriously. always gonna be yeah. that, that technical aspect involved of, all right, let's get our shots. But bro, when the spirit's flowing, you could just put it, hit record, and it's it's gonna be gold. To be honest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the base of it, you know. Yeah. But so with my journey, man, like it's been a it's been a whirlwind. So two years ago, we had this special evangelist come in, brother Greg Godwin, and a pastor was like, "Hey, I think you should uh, make a video." And mm-hmm. at the time, I was just worried about photos. I really wasn't a video man. I feel like either you're really good at photos and you're like okay at video or you're really good at video and you're okay at photos. Yeah. You no, no one has really like pioneered like oh they're good at they're great at both. Unless you're Peter McKinnon. Yeah, let's repeat. Peter McKinnon, once we win him to Christ, then it's game over. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we but just need seriously, to get him from Canada. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. But uh like I said, I was just worried about photos and I wasn't even taking photos for the church at the time. I was right. just doing little little spot help here and there when we had like a big service and he was like hey just make a video mm-hmm. and i made one and bro it was the ugliest worst video i've ever made to this day <laughs> the track was so it was like this percussion track is like and like i want to i really want to name everyone who told me it was a good video because <laughs> they lied to me bro that video was terrible okay do you still have that video i though? do i can send it to you guys and show it to bro. you guys later bro you'll you'll laugh bro like oh seriously God. and i want you to laugh because <laughs> When I showed people it, people were like, bro, that's sick. And I think because our church has never had something like that. Right. But people were hyping me up, and I would I did not earn that hype at all. Even wow. now, I don't earn it. But back then, like, no, bro. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'll show it to you guys, and we'll have a good laugh about it. But um, <laughs> So I made that video, and it did really well. Mm-hmm. Like, our church, and that goes to speak, too, with, like, social media. You have to know your audience. Oh, yeah. And our audience, they love videos, bro. And I'm lucky because any other church, it might be harder to have our posts do as well. But, bro, they love videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, what captures RC's followers mm-hmm. into, like, man, I love these videos. But mm-hmm. so anyways, it did well. And I just kept making them, like, and every week. And then they kept getting better. Not saying they kept getting better as, like, technical, but, like, the numbers on them did better. And then I just became obsessed wow. with, like, video. Yeah, I dropped, like, everything I knew about photography to, like, clear my mind to put more video, like, <laughs> wisdom inside my head. Watched so many YouTube videos. Shout out Peter McKinnon. I, yeah. <laughs> I watched so many YouTube videos. I looked up so many things on, like, Reddit, on Google. Bro, I was everywhere. Like, I was obsessed. Like, I really was obsessed. And uh, Kobe Bryant has this quote when he's like, when you're obsessed more about the journey than to get there, that's greatness. I'm paraphrasing it. But, like, that was, that was like, the pursuit of it is better than actually getting there. Mm, And so... Y'all need to tweet that. Um, <laughs> that seriously. That's Kobe. That's not me. But S- Say that. Say that again. The pursuit of it is better than actually getting there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm paraphrasing it. But, <laughs> that was but so good. So, but yeah, man. So I just became obsessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turned into this thing, kind of took a life of its own. And then one day I'm like, man, like I would literally, at the time we were still having two services and <laughs> I was not pr- efficient in my editing. So I would like shoot and then like church would get done and then I would start editing. And, bro, I wouldn't be done till like, 3 or 4 o'clock. And I'd be like, 
man, I'm Jesus. just gonna, I'm just gonna stay here for service at night. Mm-hmm. So there was plenty of days where I just like took a nap at the church to get ready for <laughs> night service. I mean, we've all done that. Yeah, <laughs> we've yeah. all done that. Anyone who serves has had one nap at the church, especially at least. during conference time. Yeah. You don't you don't go home. You bring your clothes and your shower. Yeah, no, honestly, bro, like big conference time or like when you have a big push for a service, you don't go home. Nope. Especially you, you live far from your church. You yeah, live, I live you know. an hour. Yeah, so, you know, for me, I live 15 minutes. Even then, it's like, I just better stay here. Mm-hmm. But um, so then it grew, you know, my ministry grew. And uh, I just really like Pastor Todd Johnson, like, he put that battery in my back. Like, oh, he yeah. could have easily, like, you know, growing up, he saw me grow up and he could have easily written me off and been like, this kid, mm-hmm. this dude, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he could have gotten angry, he could have gotten upset. But he, I feel like he saw me for what I could have been instead of what uh-huh. I was. So if it wasn't for him to give me, like, not really give me an opportunity, but just tell me, hey, do it. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And literally, man, like, I've shot conferences, weddings, music, music videos, all that kind of stuff. And it just started off one little video. And yeah. it blows my mind to this day, like, now that I'm here talking to you about it, like, started two years ago. And right. now I'm here. So um after- started from the bottom yeah. of- <laughs> shout out to drake champagne poppy let's go Bro- brother drake <laughs> let's go can we elevate him to bishop at yeah. this point? <laughs> after scorpion i think there's really no oh topic. my gosh that's hilarious let's go bro. cardinal on it i don't know bro <laughs> so uh and then it got to the point though man where i'm like <clears throat> i need to be at the church during the day wow mm. and i just thought of it like man i need to be at the church during the day i could get so much more done yeah and so I uh, I asked Pastor Jonathan John Quinones, yeah, um, goat, hundred percent goat. JQ's the man. I love him. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. So uh, I asked him, like, hey, can we like uh, can we have lunch? I want to ask you something. And he was like, yeah, for sure, man. So we went and had lunch, and like it was weird asking him, like, hey, do you think I could like volunteer at the church? Because that's all I wanted to do. I didn't really want to get paid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> me at the end of the day you want to get paid but i was like can i just be there like i just wanted to be in the mix of everything right and he was like i was like man i think that's a great idea let's ask pastor and then pastor was like well why not volunteer like you can like we'll have you on staff mm-hmm. and so like my mind was like i don't i didn't ask for that i just <laughs> wanted to be i just wanted to volunteer because there's so many more caveats mm-hmm. when that stuff happens you know and uh i started working at the church tuesday thursdays managing social media and like bro like the team was already there of like photographers and videographers they just needed someone to like hone in on the vision right and i think that's like me and pastor talked when i first started and he was like i want you to be that person he's like get them all on one page and just get it done like Mm. you they're already good but you can make them great wow so yeah um after that i met with all them and bro like things started just clicking Mm. like uh posts were going out every day because before, you know, sometimes we'd miss a day or miss every other day. But posts were going out every day, videos every week, and our dude, our followers grew. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, in the first year, we grew, like, like 300 followers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, because we were really slow in growth. We had good numbers as far as likes per post and all that stuff, but we weren't growing at all. And uh, I just felt like, man, if we really get, like, if I get them to buy in on this goal of, like, mm-hmm. Like the content is not just for the church; it's for everyone that's going to see it. Anyone that's going to see it, if it inspires someone in like Nebraska to go to their local church and get baptized, wow! That's even if it's not our church, 
Like it's yeah. still it's still a win. It's kingdom business. Yeah, yeah, it's kingdom business. It's and it's 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 that we we not us. Like mm-hmm. we all together, not just revival center. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what really like sparked it, man. Like having that mentality. And uh, him giving me the opportunity, Pastor really just like let me run with it. He never is one to stifle creativity. He always fosters it. Oh, dude, for so sure. So being on that team and still making it happen mm-hmm. was everything, man. Dude, I love how you said in the beginning, um, your pastor seen how you grew up, mm-hmm. and he could have easily written you off. Yeah, that is the heart um, of a great pastor. Thousand percent is somebody who doesn't see how you're acting now, but to see who you can be later. Yeah. And that's that's a place where I wanted to dive into um, because I've had this conversation. I mentioned this uh, before we started recording. Um, in the world, most of our entertainers, whether they be musicians or singers or actors, actresses, um, most of our entertainers and people who are gifted, they had uh, they had a start in the church. Yeah. You know, no matter their church background, there's a nomination. They had to start somewhere where the preacher preached Jesus as Lord. Jesus needs to be the center of your life. Based in faith. But the church was not, the church chose not to operate big enough to house their gift. Yeah. Because I can't say that the church isn't big enough to house a gift Mm -hmm. because you're a product. You're proof of that. Thousand percent. The church at one point in the season of, trying to grow and trying to <clears throat> excuse me see how um i remember years ago i think it was about 25 30 years ago um i'm not 25 30 i was told this story <laughs> okay um that had to put that in there. yeah you know i'm 22 guys you know yeah <laughs> going up let's go i drink water on my birthday <laughs> um yeah, uh, if you want to give me money, cash app down below. But <laughs> for my birthday, so I can drink something this Saturday. Else. <laughs> um, but I remember uh, this pastor. He said in one of the, these conservative organizations, he had said, um, "Our church was the first church within the organization to uh, for the choir to start swaying." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mind you, I grew up in a church where the organ was popular, just like yours. You know, yeah. where shouting was popular, just like yours. Yeah. You know, my church, we were dancing in the baptistry, you know, with the water in there. Yeah. You know, people getting rebaptized every two seconds, you know, tongue interpretation, you know, like it was, that's church to me. Yeah, we grew up so, in that. So when I hear about you can't sway in the choir when I see the choir swaying every Sunday, when I see somebody busting out, you know, during the chicken <laughs> Holy Ghost jerk, you know, every Friday, every Sunday, even Bible study nights. Yeah. For just to sway isn't normal. Mm-hmm. And then you have singers who, um, for the sake of the podcast, I'm not going to mention names, you know. That's smart. That's um, smart. <laughs> but you have extremely multi-billion dollar singers or multi-million dollar entertainers who had a start in the house of God. Mm-hmm. But now, instead of, and first of all, the church only has one face, and that is Jesus. We only have one superstar. His name is Jesus. But they could have been, I guess you can say, they could have been the representative of Jesus. But now they're the representative of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. Some people could have started in church, and now they're the representative of the porn industry. Yeah. You know, um, in all these different arenas in life, mm-hmm. where instead of the church making room for their gift, 
they chose to kick out their gifting Mm -hmm. or they tried to cram it in a genre or in a category fit it in a space in a space that is too small that their gift was never meant to be in Mm -hmm. so now we have a predicament to where it's like you could have been singing about the love of god or you could have been singing not solely and strictly about christian topics mm-hmm. that's another thing that i want to talk about and we can even disagree on it that's what this conversation yeah, is for 100 um you know i'm not afraid of disagreement to be honest with yeah. you um, i still love you no matter what to be honest yeah. you know? <laughs> um but we we walk into this place where it's like you you have this gift but we want to put you in a box when your gift was created to be out of the box mm-hmm. an out of a box idea out of a box territory and you were supposed to take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. But now you're like, all right, you're going to take the world to the next level. You're mm-hmm. going to take culture to the next level. And don't get me wrong, in Christian culture, it's it's still dependent on where you're at, especially in the 50 states. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on what denomination you're in, what culture you're in, it's still weird for a Christian to have non-Christian feelings. Yeah. It's like, I want to create this video where it's going to talk about my struggle with pornography or my struggle with suicide or my struggle with homosexuality, not mine personally, yeah. but, you know, listing all these different arenas. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it if it doesn't have the Christian label on it. Yeah. And it's like, I want to use this song because this song perfectly explains how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. But it has 10 cuss words in there yeah. and there's no clean version on there. And, but this is the only song. Like, oh. I'm sorry, but um, yes, Jesus loves me. It's not how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. How I'm feeling right now is, ooh, I fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, I've, I've got posty <laughs> vibes. Right I remember that's I, when you're deep in the feels, man. Dude, uh, me and my boy, we had a a previous um, podcast. We talked about mental health. Um, Andrew, awesome guy. Bro, that's so important. Not to interrupt. No, yeah, that is so yeah. important, man. Mm-hmm. Mental health. Like doing those those checks on yourself and your friends too. Oh yeah. Like um, I know it's hard to have those conversations, mm-hmm. especially with just like the random everyday person in your church. Oh yeah. Let alone your friends. Mm-hmm. But man, like if you, I've never lost someone close to me due to suicide. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But I have friends who have, and their big thing is like, man, I should have. They felt like they were a bad friend. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that or know someone who has. But man, it's such a huge deal when you see pastors committing suicide and you're oh, like yeah. and you're like what went wrong like who no one was there to like talk to him or ask him but and i know again some people can hide it so well they're mm-hmm. hurt and everything but man that's a that's a big that's a good conversation to have dude it's it's um I can't. Yeah, we're actually gonna dive into it. <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm sorry. We can go back. No, to what we're no, we're no, no. This is this is uh, this is raw. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no notes here. <laughs> there, there's, there's no it. notes here. No, my <laughs> Jose, my producer, tech guy, he legit was like, "Hey, are you gonna have your iPad for this one?" And I'm like, "I'm not gonna lie, I was a bit slighted. I was like, man, he doesn't have any questions to ask me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My bad, bro. No, I was kidding. like, we're gonna flow. It's I gonna felt, be. Sick. I felt confident, like, man, like he really trusts me in this conversation but go ahead no like for for example for mental health you know you have to you know i don't know if you've ever lost anyone to suicide Mm -hmm. um i can say by the grace of god not that i know of Mm -hmm. um but what i can say is is i've walked with people who have struggled with the desire to commit suicide every single day yeah all right um my ex she uh 
she struggled with um, issues as far as self-harming. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk with her through that. Mm-hmm. All right. I was in Los Angeles on vacation, you know, being a good human, never, you know, you can't take a break, you know, <laughs> on vacation. Yeah. Um, and calls me at 3 a.m. And I'm like, what's up? And then she tells me the whole thing. And I'm like, jeez, I'm not going to sleep. Heavy. <laughs> That's heavy, man. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not that I wasn't going to sleep because of her conversation. Rather, it was like, I'm going to make sure you're cool. Yeah. You know, um, I've walked through different people from when I was going through public school, how actually that's where it first started. Mm-hmm. Because when you go to a church school, you're kind of, you know, hidden from some things. But when you a go to, bit. yeah, you know, just a little bit, not too much. Yeah. Uh, but when you go to a public school, everything's in your face. Bro. So I didn't know anything about self-harm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about, you know, I've heard of drugs because of my dad's testimony. Yeah. But I mean, smoking on campus, you know, people yeah. getting high in the bathroom, like edibles, like, Hey, can I eat that cookie? Do you want to get high? I'm like, hi, what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, bro, we're church just... kids to the core, man. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You know, all I know about is playing tag in yeah. the church pews. <laughs> right. You know, the the worst thing I've done is go outside on New Year's in a ghetto's part of town. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after church was over, like that's it. Right. You know, um But that's a testimony too, man. It is. Yeah, you know, it's a testimony of God's grace of keeping me. Yeah. You know. Your but, parents too. No, my parents, big major role in that. Yeah. You know, I didn't listen to my first non-Christian to- song until 16. Yeah. You know, I'm not even going to lie to you, you know. But I'm in public school, and one of my homegirls, uh, she always had an attitude, you mm-hmm. know, white girl attitude. I didn't know how it mixed, but it did. <laughs> and she's like four foot three, and I'm like, dude, you have a short person's attitude. I don't know how you do, but you do. And she comes into school one day and she doesn't talk to me. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, right? So I just, you know, leave it as is. And lunchtime comes around. We would all normally sit together and she didn't come out to lunch. Mm. And I was like, all right. So after lunch is over, I'm in eighth grade. I'm like, after lunch is over, go to, you know, go outside and chill. She was sitting by herself. And I was like, yo, what's up? And she's like, leave me alone. And I'm like, I legit ignored what she said. Um, Did you feel something in that moment? No, I was... Like pushing you to talk to her? No, it was more like... Worried. It wasn't worried. It was more like I'm kind of an antagonist. <laughs> so I'm kind you of... to pry a little bit. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Let me just like... That's only natural though. Yeah, I'm going to focus in on you and annoy you until you tell me why you skipped lunch. Because yeah. you're already skinny Props as to you it being is. honest because you could have been like, God, push me. Yeah, no, I'm not going to put God somewhere where he wasn't there. (laughs) He could have been there, but I didn't, you know, knowingly. At the time, yeah. Yeah. So I look at her. Mind you, I don't know anything. Church boy, you don't see any of this stuff. It's hidden from you. Yeah. And I look at her arm, and I'm like, why do you have scratches on your arm? Jeez, bro. And she's like, why would you ask me that? And I was just honest with her. I'm like. I don't know. I scratch my arm and I don't and I don't look like that when I scratch my yeah. arm. You know, and she's like I did this yesterday. Oh man. How old are you again? I was 8th grade, so maybe a little Bro, 13. that's so early for that. Mhm. Okay. Nowadays, you know, it's like which is younger. sad. It's younger than that. Which it's is like, so like dude, like the things I have a little sister and she's uh, 17 turning 18 this year or next year. Bro, the things like they deal with kids now, like mm-hmm. I, I know it, it like makes you sound old when you say it, mm-hmm. but bro, like compared to when I was in high school, 
we didn't go through that. Yeah, bro. Like, it's really, like, it's eye-opening, like, how sick this world truly is. Mm -hmm. And, like, not to say we need to shelter our kids, but, like, we need to protect our kids, man. We need Mm -hmm. to love on our kids. Not, like, just, like, our kids, like, as my sister, but in our church, people that you're not related to. Mm -hmm. These kids, some of these kids need love, man. Like, just straight up love. Like, just to show Mm -hmm. that you care about them because you don't want them to ever get to that space of like they don't need a book thrown at them no they need arms to embrace them yeah man 100 percent. to be honest like i feel like my own personal story um earlier this year um i went through uh, a traumatic time i scared a good amount of people um it was uh it's a story you mm-hmm. know i'm actually writing the book for it um so it wasn't actually it didn't start earlier this year it actually came to a climax this year mm-hmm. um that was when i started talking to you about a project that i wanted to start um which will happen soon i'm just like focusing on everything you know <laughs> but it's like what we were talking Hon- about earlier honing, it in, honing in you yeah. know honing in um getting my uh, main thing the main thing plain thing plain thing yeah um but last october um i started spiraling out of control mm-hmm started not um not officially doing anything crazy yet Mm -hmm. so october comes around last year and i'm not necessarily serving on a platform ministry at that point in time Mm -hmm. um i'm just and it's gonna sound possibly derogatory but i am just the photographer yeah like we've all we've all been there (laughs) like nobody needs to know my name nobody knows my story i just take your pictures i capture really great moments i edit decent stuff sometimes they come out amazing sometimes not i really don't care i'm just a photographer at these events when you're in that stage did you want to be did you just want to be in and out or did you like were you wanting to be seen like i need help i wanted to feel powerful Mm. okay i wanted to feel like i was in control because um, I wasn't, uh, this is going to sound notebooky to the bone, but I wasn't over a breakup that had happened about a year and a half prior. Yeah. Um, I was upset about some things going on with my family life and my personal life that I was like still sorting through. Yeah. All right. Things that I struggled with as a kid, you know, I was still, I. You were vulnerable. Like, you know how people say they had a midlife crisis? <laughs> you had a quarter I, life? Yeah, I had a quarter <laughs> life crisis at uh, 21. Yeah. You know? Um, so, or 20 last year, whatever it was. Um, but I did things that I totally regret. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those things. So, October, um, I'm talking to. I won't say his name, even though I just like looked in his direction. <laughs> I talked to my boy, and I'm like, you know, I'm a nobody here, man. But here's the thing: I wasn't offended by that. I actually felt good about it because I'm like, that means I can get away with stuff. I'm just being honest. No, this is I this mean, is this is the good conversation that we're yeah, you know, the and, flow. And I was like, I can get away with stuff. And what are they gonna do? Like kick me out i could always go somewhere else you're flying under the radar yeah no accountability no which is no dangerous bro i had no leader in my life i was literally i'm just a photographer yeah and he's first of all he's looking at me like 
this ain't you, bro. I've known you for 20 years. This ain't you. Yeah. You know, um, she'd been like 18, 19 at the time, but he's like, I've known you basically your whole life. This ain't you. Yeah. And I'm like, I know it's not me, but it's going to be me. Mm. So I decided to, um, play around with, uh, you know, different girls and stuff and try to, you know, hop from relationship to relationship. And you can only do that for so long before you don't recognize who you're looking at in the mirror. So I walked, I talked to him. I always talk to him. All right. My boy, Jose, he's known me my whole life. Basically. Um, we watched the same anime. Shout out to Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. Best anime ever. <laughs> All no, right. cow- no cowboy bebop? <laughs> One Punch Man, anyone? You know, no. Shout out to Sonic X days, you know. We're Game switching Cube. it up now, for real. We're switching it up. <laughs> you know, shout out to all the days that we've been through, all the phases, you know, Star Wars, Lego, Lego Star Wars, you know, everything. You need people like that, though, man. Yeah, he's he's been with me through the long call. And I talked to him one day. He's like, dude, this ain't you. And I'm like, um, I know, but I don't know how to stop. Man. So I'm in the car with this girl um and i legit have a panic attack and she's like why are you having a panic like what's you know like dude we didn't you know nothing nothing crazy happened (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then i'm like i'm like bro because obviously we were messing around and i'm like dude i'm freaking out because i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know and then, you know, I made her freak out. Jeez. And then she's freaking out. I'm freaking out. We're both freaking out in my car. It's <laughs> raining outside. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was in that moment where, I, first of all, I remember talking to this young man who, I had, who I've mentored for years. He's a little brother to me, and I love him. And he was in a relationship with this girl. First of all, they were they're both very godly. Mm-hmm. But her... Uh, parents weren't approving of the relationship, mm. um, you know, because protective. They wanted her to be a certain age, all the fun stuff. Which is good. Yeah, you know, which is very good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not, not knocking, knocking that. that. <laughs> right. we, we don't knock that. We don't knock that, all right? <laughs> we don't knock Submit that. to your parents, okay? Yes. <laughs> um, but he had told me, you know, they were talking, whatever, and she would be using a fake social media account, you know, to talk mm. to him, and, you know, he'd be responding. And I, he told me about it, and I looked him in the eye, and I'm like, Brother, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to talk to you like you're a grown man. He was like 15 at the time. And I'm like, if this is a relationship that you have to hide, that is probably not worth having. And he's like, you're right. And I said, I know I'm right. Of course I'm right. You know? Yeah. I had a Kanye moment. Of course I'm right. You yeah. Know? Um, dragon energy. Dragon energy, dude. <laughs> so um, I'm, in the, I'm in the car mm-hmm. with this girl. We're both having a panic attack. And my words came to bite me in the butt. Jeez, bro. And all I'm hearing is every lecture or every honest conversation that I've had with my little brother that I've had with different people mm-hmm. where people have asked me, so you're never going to have sex before marriage? And I'm like, no. And I gave them reasons why. Not just biblical reasons, because anybody can quote the Bible. Yeah. But it was like um, legit, straight up, why would I want to give that part of myself to just everybody? Yeah. Instead of the person I want to spend my life with. So I'm hearing all of that in that car ride. And I'm That's like, wrong. dude, 
did that stop me? No, <laughs> that, that didn't stop me. And I go, mind you, I go to his house and I'm like, bruh, um, he's like, you did it. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I'm like, uh, yeah. So we dive in, um, and I'm scared. It's like five in the morning. I have had no sleep. I start work at eight, no sleep. And I'm panicking and I just keep continuing to cycle over and over um i hinted at this in my last podcast you know but i was with one of my friends um in january um no in december Mm -hmm. and i couldn't recognize how low i was until i allowed myself to get high Mm. and i recorded myself i still have the recording to this day and um i tell myself i'm like you had to get to a low place this low of a place in order where you're resorting to things that you never would have gone to mm-hmm. in order for you to know how screwed up you were. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you haven't learned how to heal. Mm. You've been able to help other people heal for so long, but you haven't learned how to heal yourself. Bro. So I come out of it and I'm eating like five or six cinnamon buns at Phil's coffee. <laughs> you know? Um, shout out to Phil's for housing my uh, after hours appetite. For real. Um, Febu- uh, January comes around. I take a month off of ministry altogether. And I think that's when we met. Yes. Offici- Wait, was that at the concert or was that at the coffee we, shop? We went to Imprezo. Yes. And, but you were in the middle of either starting your break or it was happening already. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember timing wise, mm-hmm. but I know it was around that time. Mm-hmm. Cause you were, um, and which is crazy, bro. Like it speaks to how open you are, which I feel, which I know is a gift from God. Like your mm-hmm. openness, bro, we just met and you're telling me, you know, like intimate details about yourself. What you told me already, like right now. Mm-hmm. But man, I remember sitting there like, bro, this guy, like we just met and he's like, <laughs> But it allowed me to be open, too. Yeah. And we had a good conversation, bro. I remember that was, like, when I first met you, I walked away like, bro, this dude's like, this is a homie. Like, you know, you, we became brothers in that moment. Literally. When, you, when you're able to be open like that, and like I said, that's a gift from God because it allows others to be open around you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I remember that was around that time when you were taking that break. Yeah, when I had met you, I think I was, I, yeah, I think I was uh, just starting it. Um, and you were done. Oh, I was. <laughs> you were done. I was. You were fried. You like you mentally. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. Um. Yeah, I wasn't in a good spot. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. I'm. I'm grateful that you know you and I had a wholesome conversation at that time. You know, but there were. I think the conversation you and I had was roses compared to the co- many conversations him and I had, and it wasn't that I wasn't that I was being dishonest with you. Yeah. Rather, there was a conversation where uh, Jose and I, we were in Burger King. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't um, going to church uh, for that month. Mm -hmm. I was going to a different uh, church. That way I can heal up there Mm -hmm. um, because I just couldn't be at my own at the time. Yeah. Um, But nothing wrong with my own specifically. It's just I didn't know how to be vulnerable with the people who I was leading at the time. Yeah. So it's always a hard spot to be in. It's hard. So when I had, you know, friends from a church in Folsom, I was like, hey, you let them see everything. Yeah, I needed. Yeah, I needed the healing, you know, and my friends who I love very much. Um, yeah, they were there 
and they prayed for me. We were at pool parties and they were praying for me. Like legit, like we just got done eating food, swimming, and then they'd be like, they check up on me yeah. before, during, after because they knew the spot I was in. Yeah. And then after the pool party, many of them, they were like, I'm pray for you. That's awesome. You know, um, but there was a conversation I had with Jose. We were in the Burger King drive through and um, shout out to Burger King, best app ever, giving me $4 to spend like, on 20 items for four bucks you can't you can't <laughs> shut them all out bro you're gonna lose your sp- you're not getting sponsors bro. you're right not yet <laughs> not yet brother not yet um soon though soon in the soon. name yes um but we're in the drive-thru and he's like uh we're talking about how i'm doing and i'm like i don't think i want to be a pastor anymore and he like legit stopped the car in the middle of the drive-thru and i said i don't think i want to be a christian anymore or a preacher, let alone, I don't want to be alive. And he's like, you need to talk to somebody. I don't know who, but you need to talk to somebody because this just got out of my pay grade. So I walked through that season, um, not clean, okay? Because there was a time where I was just bleeding over people. Mm -hmm. But when I walked through that season of struggling of finding my mental health and fighting for myself. Um, the many, probably the many tears that I made my parents cry or the many prayers that people were praying, you know, for those who knew. Um, and, and, prob- I was, and probably people that didn't even know and still were praying for you. Oh, yeah. No, there are many stories of people who are like, I don't know why. Like, I, I just had to pray for you. Yeah, they gave me a phone call to nowhere, but like, I don't know why, but God said for me to pray for you and I just wanted to give you a call. And I'm like, he's bro bless so i come through that season and the first thing i want to do is i want to just i want to create a safe space mm-hmm. i wanted to create a safe space for people yeah because i found out through that season that it's not easy to be a it's not easy to enter into a space and identify it as safe mm-hmm to where you can let all your walls down. Yeah. How you were saying, yo, it's a gift for you to be as vulnerable as transparent. Well, guess what, brother? Not everybody has that gift. No, they don't, bro. Not everybody can walk into a room and be like, I'm struggling with homosexuality. Yeah. Or I'm struggling to find my identity. Or I want to kill myself today. Yeah. You know, people joke about it like, oh, my God, I want to kill myself. But no, there are some people who actually no, are it's, like. It's deep, bro. Yeah. I think it's on us as leaders to foster that environment for our, for our, uh, yeah, no, keep going for our communities, you know, for our, for our people that we were, were leading. Mm-hmm. And I know you talked about like you were bleeding. And like when you said bleeding, like my mind is so like, I wouldn't say simple, but like I was like, can you lead while you bleed? Wow. Like, can you really lead while you bleed? Or do you have to like heal yourself first? Then you could lead. Honestly here's here's the thing for me um because that's actually that's wow i didn't yeah that was that's actually strong um i'm gonna tweet that later (laughs) (laughs) like that's actually great um no can you lead while you bleed i mean there's i i think it needs you need to figure out where you're bleeding yeah 
That's because true. if you're, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to set you up with like a loaded question. No, no, that's what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> this is raw, uncut. Yeah. No. Um, I know another like alliteration I can make is like when you're in an airplane, they always tell you to put your mask on before you help anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as leaders, no, we're not perfect. No one is except Christ. Mm-hmm. We all know that. But where do we need to be at to lead our people, our teams effectively, as far as Man, I know we're never going to be perfect, but man, where do we draw the line between perfect and mm-hmm. unclean and bleeding, all that stuff? I think it's when you find out when it's manageable. Mm. And maybe I could be wrong, but it's like if you're in a leadership position and all you're thinking about is the pornography on your laptop, mm. then maybe you need to take a step back and go heal. But if you're in a leadership position and it's like, I only go there when I'm stressed mm-hmm. or I, um, I've been clean for six months and I fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think that's a, I think you're bleeding, but it's manageable. Yeah. If you're somebody who is married and you know, you're messing around with the opposite sex mm-hmm. when you shouldn't be, then I think that's when you're bleeding and you need to heal Mm -hmm. you need to step off yeah but if you're in a spot where it's like my marriage is fine we're just arguing or we're just fighting Mm -hmm. you know i think it's also a case by case yeah you know because for there's and it's also what aspect of leadership you're in yeah you know because for me i remember one of my friends he uh fellow leader um he came up to me and he's like you know um i'm thinking about removing this individual from this um position yeah and i looked at him and i was like why would you do that well because they're not in the altar they're not this or they're not that or they're not as christian you know if i can use that um wording and I was like, what if that's their only tie to church is by what they do? Mm. Now, that sounds sad. Like, well, it should be Jesus. Yeah. But what if they haven't learned how to identify Jesus yet? Yeah. What if all they know is, well, that's how a Christian should be. I don't think I'll ever be there, so I'll just start here. And then when you have them start there, instead of just solely teaching them, because in this position they were in, was just stream. Mm-hmm. Um, not in the main, but in student culture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, instead of just solely teaching them how to stream, why don't you try to apply it in the real world? Yeah. How Jesus can have their back, all these different areas. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it is possible. It's just, you need to make sure it's manageable. And I think like a sign of a good leader is knowing yourself too. Oh yeah. Like your tendencies when you get to those dark places or when you fall off the wagon if you know yourself and then you, you're able to like be honest with yourself too, like I'm not doing good. I got to take a step back or yeah, I'm hurting, but I could still lead at an effective level. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too. If you're still effective while you're leading, but that can be a double-edged sword too. Oh yeah. Because there's so many people who are so gifted and they could be checked out mentally, but they're just amazingly gifted at preaching, singing, videography, whatever. But if they're checked out mentally and they're just bleeding, but they're still they're still better than everyone else kind of right, thing. Yeah. Like that's 
that's dangerous, bro. And mm-hmm. it like, if you don't know yourself, then that's when you're just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But if you do know yourself and your tendencies, that's when you're like, no, I need to, I need to take a step back. And that's the big problem, especially with them. Because here, here's the thing. All I know is solely church culture, really. I grew up in it. You know, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning unchurch culture. Yeah. Um, so I want to make a disclaimer. Number one, not all of Christian culture is bad. <laughs> this is the, I just want to label that out there. Um, nobody's throwing church culture under the bus, but I do think, you know, there are a lot of things that we can improve. We are the culture. Yeah. We can improve it. And I think that shows a sign of you really caring about something oh, if you want to improve it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all roses. We know that. Oh, yeah. But we need to be able to say it's not the best, but it's ours and we're going to make it better. Yeah, look at the holy wars. <laughs> they weren't holy. Seriously. <laughs> um, but that's the thing where I want to drive into because, um, and I know we got to we gotta wrap it up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been here for like over an hour already, which is, Jeez. time just flew by. So Jose um, just needs to end it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, cut. <laughs> um, no, but there are so many people who are so, as you were saying, so talented and so gifted. But they're also on call 24 seven. For example, when you're such a gifted speaker, but your marriage is falling apart yeah, and you haven't learned how to prioritize your marriage, you only know like, I need to get to the next thing because now preaching uh, starts becoming less about sharing the good news and more like it's a good way of escape. It's a distraction. And I'm going to this city, to this town, to this church, and, and I'll deal with it later. Very well, and I'll deal with it on my later on my days off. Mm-hmm. One year days off, I don't know, about two months, because I'm booked and I'm on the, and I'm on the road, and my wife's with the kids or my husband's with the kids because yeah. you know female preachers there too. Yeah. And next thing you know, the church doesn't. Excuse me, I'm gonna phrase it this way: the negative side of church culture is not interested in if your marriage is falling apart. Mm-hmm. They just want you to produce. They just want you to produce great content. Yeah. And if you tell us your marriage is falling apart, then we can't use you. So it's like the military, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Because if we find out and we used you, oh, my God, it's a black eye on us. Mm -hmm. If you're a singer and you did dirty business and we find out, we can't use you anymore. Yeah. We take away conferences because we're a big name church. We take away conferences. We take away camp meetings. We take away concerts. We take away all of these different things that we were originally going to set you up for mm-hmm. because we found out you stepped out of line when in reality you're a human being. Mm-hmm. Dealing and, with human issues. And humans bleed. Yeah. Humans struggle. Humans hurt. Um, recently, one of my biggest inspirations, um, who seven years ago helped win me back, um, to jesus he doesn't know it yet <laughs> um he really doesn't he's he a, now. he's a big name speaker who yeah. you know he's on the other side of the world <laughs> um but i went to uh i was on youtube one day and um i literally i was in uh seven years ago i was in a dark spot in my life i was first of all i was in my teens yeah. so those are dark enough that's already dark <laughs> um so I looked up, I was like, I wasn't in church, you mm-hmm. know, I was in church, but I wasn't in church. And I was like, you know, I'm just looking for preaching. I'm just going to type in preaching. Yeah. And he's one of the first videos that popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's two of them, really. One of them is a sermon entitled From Then On. It's a powerful sermon. I loved it. But the second one that I listened to was 
a scandal called Grace. Mm. And um, I won't get into uh, current events too much. Uh, but long story short, current events, he had a very human moment. Mm-hmm. And because of that moment, because of those choices, he uh, he's facing the consequences yeah. of that moment. Or moments, don't mm. know. And if you look at the comments in his Instagram account, there are so many in there that just want to, like, beat him. Blast. Because it's like, oh, you are a preacher, you're a this and you're a that, and how dare you, A, B, C, D, and E. Yeah. And it's like, that is the culture that I'm trying to eliminate and the culture that I'm trying to create is a safe space. 100%, bro. Where it's like, that's why I call this ambition. Um, a dear friend of mine, him and I, we had a connect group mm-hmm. where we called it ambition. And originally, he he started it, and then I came along a year later, and then we joined it together. Um, if you look in that room, it was just a bunch of young people who were the raw kids, were the kids that they didn't grow up in church. Where the kids that they look at your building and they walk in and they can't really tell the difference between the concert that they were just at <laughs> and the church you're in. But it's like, um, you know, they're still throwing F-bombs in there in the sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like th- those kids, yeah. you know. And then we have some other kids who know about church. They've been in church for a few years, but they definitely not acting <laughs> like mm. they've been in church for a few years. It was those kids. Yeah. And to the eyes of the world, the people who were, weren't wanted. Oh yeah, it was the it was the riffraff. Mm-hmm. It was the leftovers. Mm-hmm. It was the culture. It was the culture that church culture didn't want to touch. Mm. We won't use you because you don't look the part. You don't dress the part. You don't talk the part. You aren't our part. You're the part that we're trying to stay away from because we like our image. Yeah. And when we started that culture, um, it grew. It grew and it grew and it grew to a point where people started bringing their friends, mm-hmm. started bringing their cousins and their family members. We didn't officially dedicate a baby, but that's awesome, man. You know this, and it started off the unwanted. This high school mom brought her baby in. She didn't bring her into a service. Brought her in like, can you pray for my baby? I was there with that girl, and the hospital when that baby was born she didn't call anybody else mm-hmm. and then i had my boy when we talked about mental health in the previous episode and i was like can we call this ambition he's like yeah because this is the place where conversations can start and where lives can be turned around 100 percent. so you looking at it i'm gonna let the floor be yours now you know for the next few moments um you looking at it from a creative standpoint mm-hmm you're a videographer, you're a photographer, you're somebody who has creativity spewing out of you. Mm. You have what we mentioned earlier about how people who are extremely popular yeah. now because of their entertainment skills or creative skills, they had their foundations in the church, mm-hmm. but now they're not there. Yeah. What is it for you that I guess you can say... Um, would, I guess, draw people 
what would be your encouragement to those people who are like, who are trying to keep the barrier up? What would you say to them to say, no, break it down? Breaking down the barrier as far as? As far as opening up the space for more creativity. Man, that's such like a, a big question because, I mean, we all want to like, I feel like our generation, mm. we're we're more open with our emotions and our feelings oh, yeah. than our than our dads were and then their dads were cuz right. back then if you show emotion that's weakness if you show vulnerability that's weakness mm-hmm. but i feel like what we need to do as you know we're in this moment we need to foster that environment of it's okay like if you if you're a guy and you cry about you had a bad day or you're not feeling well like it's fine like right. it's okay to be vulnerable in those moments because, I mean, we all need to be that way. Of course, do it around the people you trust, around the people that you know love you and won't take advantage of you in that moment. But man, like breaking down those barriers, it's hard. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say it's an easy task for any church, not just oh, mine, sure. not just yours, but churches that do it, you feel that freedom as soon as you walk in. For sure. As soon as you walk in the door, you feel that freedom of, man, like this is a, a free space. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember growing up, like, whenever even when I really wasn't in church like and I know we grew up in church so we had those moments of oh yeah we go to church every Sunday but are we really saved <laughs> uh, Sometimes. yeah you know what I mean yeah. but I remember growing up like I always felt at peace coming to church even when I wasn't 100% saved because I knew it was a safe place right and it wasn't on me back then to foster that environment but it is now because mm-hmm. I'm a leader I'm leading these these people I call them kids, but they're all 18, 19, 20 years old. I'm only 25, but I'm dating (laughs) myself. But I just feel like, man, it's on us, you Mm -hmm. know? It's on us for not only who we're leading, but who we're going to be. When we get married, when we have kids, man, it's like I want to leave the church better than I found it. Mm, That's so cool. And I want to hand it over to a generation who feels free, who where church hurt, it's still going to be a thing. Yeah. But where church hurt isn't as pervasive as it is now. Wow. And I'm not just saying any church in our area or mine or yours. I'm just saying in general. I uh, it really hurts my heart, man. And I think a lot of those people we had mentioned before who are huge superstars, like big names in the industry, how many of them left because of church hurt? Like I really would like to know, you know, to be a fly on the wall in some of those moments, like. Why did so-and-so leave their church to become who they are now? And if we can hone in on that mm-hmm. and stop that and, like, have those hard, like, and they're hard to have conversations, man. Very. They're really hard. Yeah. They're And they're not always the prettiest. And you always don't want to make a podcast about them. Mm-hmm. But you have to have them to get yeah. better. And I just feel that's that's where it's at, man. Like, that, that being open, being vulnerable, how you are reflects on your team reflects on people in your church and how you're open though man like that's uh, seriously that's what i love about you you're just so open you're down to talk about anything it could be good it can be positive negative but you're just down to talk like have those conversations yeah and i and i know that they get me in trouble once or twice (laughs) and you know what sometimes it happens yeah it does and that's why we have leaders in our life we have pastors too all right come here tim come here israel let me pull you back just a little bit (laughs) yeah but um it's just, it's freeing. Mm-hmm. And that's just the big word, it's freeing. And uh, that's all I have to say about it, man. When they're pulling you back, it's not because they're pushing you back so they can keep you back. No, no. They're trying to give you more, more like, they're just trying to give you a vision. Yeah. yeah. Like, show, like, and that's the hardest part. Like, when I first started working in the church, I didn't know what the vision was. 
pastor had to like, hey, this is the vision. Now learn it. But I want you to take the vision and give it to five other people. Wow. And that's how that and I and I know that's why that we have those environments in our mm-hmm. churches because we're able to pass that vision on. Yeah. Like pastor passes it to me and I pass it to my team. My team passes it to their friends. And bro, I really regret not being more sold out when I was growing up. Cause I could have touched so many more people, bro. I could have yeah. touched so many more people, not saying I would have won my whole school, but if I just brought one person from that time to now, it's with, like, I could say, Hey man, we met in high school. I want them to Christ, but I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But now I have that hindsight of, all right, I didn't do that, but I need to equip the next generation. I need to kind of put them on my back, on my back and be like, this is what you should do. This is how you should act. And don't be like me. hundred percent. Don't be like me. Don't wait till you're 20 to finally be like, Oh yeah, now I'll live for God. Cause some people might not make it to that. I got so lucky, bro, that I made it as far as I did without being sold out because I could have died. I could, anything could have happened, bro, you know. And I just want to make sure the people that are coming behind me, that they know how lucky they are to be where they are, just in that general vicinity of the church. Mm-hmm. And like I said, leave it better than I found it. <clears throat> Man, we got to get you back. Seriously, no, seriously. One po- one podcast is not enough. Let to, me know. Jose's to gonna hate me for this because we go so long. Yeah, no, he's gonna hate me more than anything. He told me to cut it like five times. Oh, <laughs> man. Next kidding. time we'll have a clock. Yeah. It's not you, bro. It's me. Cause here's here's the thing. You can't trust me to drive. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna be like, yeah, so we're talking about bye. Yeah, yeah. Let's pull over right here. It's been awesome, oh. my man. Dude, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having um, me. I want to thank our listeners from Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, um, you. everybody. You know, uh, this has been an honor to talk about culture, church culture, creativity in the church, everything, mental health. Even you know, we we talked about a lot within this you know beautiful time. Um, I we got to be tagging uh, Tim. Follow him on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. He's super awesome. Plug him at your church or your wedding or your concert, whatever you're having. Super awesome guy. He has a great team. Super awesome. And uh, follow our Instagram at Our God Will Save Us. Um, actually, it's the acronym OGWSU. And I'll see you later. Our website, if you want to donate, because sometimes renting equipment is a little expensive. Um, sometimes, uh, <laughs> you know, then there's going to be a link down below that we could donate and you can get some cool merch. So I'll see you later. Peace.